This is the What Happened Today podcast, your daily history podcast that tells you what happened on this day in history. Brought to you by the Productive Leisure Network, online, ProductiveLeisureNetwork.com, and on Facebook and Twitter, at Prod Leisure. I'm your host, Will Floyd, and what happened today, January 15th in 1947, the body of Elizabeth Short was found cut into and mutilated in an empty lot in the Limer Park neighborhood of Los Angeles. Within days, Elizabeth Short would come to be known as the Black Dahlia, and her murder would become one of the most famous unsolved murder cases in American history. It is highly probable that while she was living, no one ever referred to Elizabeth Short as the Black Dahlia. And that is what she is known. The name comes from a film noir from 1946 called The Blue Dahlia, well-respected movie written by Raymond Chandler, starring Alan Ladd and Veronica Lake. How it got attached to Elizabeth Short with the change in the name is actually quite simple. The Los Angeles Examiner, under the control of William Randolph Hearst and his empire, decided to call her that, saying that she was always referred to as that while she worked at a drugstore in Long Beach, California. There's no evidence anyone ever actually called her that, but it stuck. And really, the story of the Black Dahlia might even need to be separated out from the story of the murder of Elizabeth Short. When the Black Dahlia is discussed, it is the murder by an insane doctor of a prostitute who was involved in all sorts of criminal activity and might have been pregnant and had connections to the mafia and major movie studio presidents and famous actors and all sorts of other celebrities who were all in Los Angeles in 1947. Things written like that about the mob, about influential people having some role in Elizabeth Short's death, are wild stories that usually directly contradict what is actually known about the case from police files. To put it simply, on the morning of January 15, 1947, a mother with her young daughter saw what she thought was a mannequin that needed to be moved out of the way in an empty lot then went up and noticed it was actually a dead body, and that this dead body was sliced in two in the middle of the torso. There are very few murders like this. This is already strange, and yet what is maybe most strange is after the police got there and realized the full extent of what was happening, they saw that this scene was actually posed almost. Short's hands were placed over her head, her legs were spread apart. Clearly someone had moved these two parts of a naked body into this lot to sort of show off. And then once the autopsy came back, they found out that what was really going on was that there were restraint marks on her ankles, her wrists, her neck, and that she probably died of blows to the head. Although she also was cut up in various places, and it was said by the doctor at the time that shock helped to kill her. Certainly, Elizabeth Short had been through a lot. And then the trouble came in trying to piece together what she had done. There was no way to pin down where Elizabeth Short was or who she was around for the week preceding the finding of her body. People started saying all sorts of things that they saw her the night before, that they believed that she had actually been with various kinds of men. Most of these proved unhelpful. And then really within about a day or two, the police lose control to the press. The Los Angeles Examiner, in addition to christening Elizabeth Short, the Black Dahlia, also reached out to her mother, who was living in Massachusetts at the time. She had not been around Elizabeth all that much in the recent years, 
Elizabeth Short had severe asthma, and it was seen to be better for her to live in Florida part of the year. And then she went out to California to live with her previously estranged father around the San Francisco Bay Area. This didn't last, and she ended up working at various places throughout California. One of the only ways that anyone knows exactly where Elizabeth Short was is that actually she was arrested for underage drinking in 1943 in Santa Barbara. She also claimed to have been engaged to a pilot named Matthew Gordon, but he died in a plane crash over India in 1945. It appears that she arrived in Los Angeles only in the summer of 1946, and so she only was really in Los Angeles for about six months before her murder. And so her mother was not necessarily used to hearing about her all the time, and when the Los Angeles examiner contacted her, they actually said that her daughter had been chosen as the winner of a beauty contest. They did this to get as much information out of Short's mother as they could, and then almost immediately said, actually, no, she was horribly murdered. Weirdly, they then said, how about you come to Los Angeles on our dime, we'll put you up, pay for your airfare, and you can help the police investigation. Actually, the Los Angeles Examiner and her other local paper, the Los Angeles Herald Express, kept Phoebe Short for themselves. And then almost instantly, people start calling the Los Angeles Police Department and the newspaper saying, I'm your guy. People start confessing to the police all the time. Someone claiming to be the killer writes the Los Angeles Examiner about a week later and said that they could mail certain things related to Elizabeth Short. Nothing actually comes in that shows that this was the person who killed Elizabeth Short rather than someone who knew Elizabeth Short. But there is an address book with the name Mark Hansen on the cover. Hansen is someone who had actually known Elizabeth Short, but otherwise there's no way to prove in any way that this is a murderer. It's hard to piece together at all what happened with Elizabeth Short's death. Almost from the start, the newspapers were trying to scoop the police. And it was the kind of case where... Police had no leads. No one had seen Elizabeth Short with anybody. No one could say who her good friends were, a guy who might have been interested. And almost certainly her body was dumped hours after having been killed and that she was probably missing for a long time before the actual murder. And that's kind of it in terms of the actual forensics. But that's really what makes everything so easy to build on. Often when looking back in history, it is difficult to fill in the gaps. It's hard to know who anyone was around. It's hard to say what would have been going on. But in the case of the Black Dahlia, you have someone who definitely was hanging out in Hollywood around, if not with, lots of famous people in the film industry. Furthermore, it becomes this obsessive case. The actual number of suspects interviewed just in the days after her body was found were over 25 different people, some of whom were actual people like Mark Hansen or the gangster Bugsy Siegel, who was unlikely to be involved with Elizabeth Short, but also was the kind of person who would just murder someone. But also a Sergeant Chuck, who someone had seen her with, a queer woman surgeon people thought she might have been dealing with, a Chicago police officer. It's hard to know what to say about everything. What does become clear is that People are interested from the jump, and the LAPD cannot do anything about it. They try to make some assumptions, the most notable being that they thought that perhaps a surgeon had to have killed her because of the way that her body was cut in two and that she had a cut on her face known as a Glasgow smile, 
where there is a cut from the edge of the mouth to the ear. On the other hand, it's called a Glasgow smile because a lot of regular hoodlums would give it to each other in bar fights involving either switchblades or broken beer bottles. It's not something that someone does because they know lots of surgical precision. And so it could be just a random psycho. And in fact, probably was. It's a weirdly laid out obsessive scene where Elizabeth Short is found. And it just means that there are blind alleys after blind alleys after blind alleys. And so as much as the Black Dahlia is an interesting case, because Elizabeth Short was found naked, killed, cut in two with a Glasgow smile, and it was impossible to find anyone who was near her in the week preceding her death, it also becomes famous because all sorts of little things can get attached. There are multiple books where the author claims that the real culprit was their father, written by different people about different fathers. There are all sorts of ideas that somehow the reason Hearst was so interested is that he was fighting the Chandlers who owned the Los Angeles Times, and so Harry Chandler had to be involved, and he used Bugsy Siegel and a bunch of other accomplices. There are also just all sorts of weird stories that come up with the police who worked on the case for years. If you were a detective on the Black Dahlia case and someone was weirdly obsessed with it, they'd come out of the woodwork. Most famously in a guy named Leslie Dillon, who said he was just interested in the case because he was wanting to write about psychopathy and talk to the LAPD police psychiatrist, a Paul DeRiver. Well, they start writing to each other. It turns out Dillon probably himself is a psychopath. He's probably hearing voices creating a character, except maybe he's not actually hearing voices from somebody. Maybe he knows someone else who he keeps blaming for the murder. And it's this kind of thing that can be strung along because there's nothing better. And there's also a lot worse people saying that their relatives and friends were actually the murderers. And yet maybe the biggest lesson about the murder of Elizabeth Short and the obsession with the Black Dahlia case is that some things will never be known. There are new books coming out all the time saying who really killed Elizabeth Short, who really was the Black Dahlia Avenger. No one's ever been able to agree on one person. No one even gets those books reviewed with a sense of, well, this might actually lead to something. It's still a mystery. After decades, after a ton of ink is spilled, after movies are made, idle speculation, chances are no one will ever figure out exactly who killed Elizabeth Short. Meaning that in the case of her murder, the world is in the exact same place it was when Elizabeth Short's body was found, cut in two and mutilated in an empty lot in Los Angeles, which is what happened today, January 15th in 1947. That will do it for today's episode. But as always, please check back in tomorrow for a brand new episode because we are a daily history podcast and we put out a new one of these every single day. And you can listen to all of our episodes on our website, ProductiveLeisureNetwork.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you're listening to us on either iTunes or Stitcher, please subscribe to this podcast, leave a rating and leave a review so you can help us get found out by many other iTunes and Stitcher listeners. And you can also help us out a bit more directly by going to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash productive leisure, and becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Patreon is a crowdfunding site that allows you to give a small monthly donation. So if you become one of our patrons, you help the Productive Leisure Network to keep going. And so not only keep doing this podcasts and all of our podcasts, but also add new podcasts in the future. If you want to 
help keep this going and also get some special bonuses, please go to patreon.com slash productive leisure and become one of our patrons today. You can also follow us for updates on everything to do with the Productive Leisure Network on Facebook and Twitter at Prod Leisure. Thanks for listening and see you tomorrow.